0: Me fuel, give me five give me that which I designed we'll do it live okay well, we'll do it live
1: and we are live welcome to Metallicast Live. I try to do these about once a month. And the cool thing about doing these live streams is that I get to take it in a little bit different of direction than perhaps a normal podcast. So if if you're not familiar with Metallicast, it is a Metallica podcast, one of the many. I like to call it the Metallica podcast. I'm sure some people would disagree. But, you know, I got to have a little bit of an ego about it. So, uh, but the live streams... You know, I did, I did one last month. We took a look at our some of our favorite metal Halloween movies uh, for Halloween, uh, and, you know, we, we like to do some funky things here or there. So this one might not be purely about Metallica, but it's going to be one hell of a conversation about music, I think, because my guest is none other than T-Bone Mathley from T-Bone Prime Cuts. T-Bone, how are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks. I see some people are starting to tune in, which is awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Please join the chat if you want to grab a drink. I got three next to me. One's water, one for the record, one is water. I I'm gonna take a sip on a little uh blackened cheap plug for uh the metallica whiskey that they do not pay me money for. Right. Bam. Which is a little bit of um diet coke. So it, I, I like to consider this a happy hour if you if you do not want to drink, if you're not a drinker. So maybe it's the morning where you are. Maybe you're not a raging alcoholic. It is nighttime though where I am. So T Bone, how are you, bud?
0: Good, you're good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks. I'm really excited to speak to you. So we we've had some uh, conversation on uh, Twitter and whatnot with each other, and but this is our first time actually speaking face to face, right? Which is super exciting to. You know, uh, we'll we'll be able to get in more than uh, two hundred forty characters now. Right. So. <laughs> hey, Richard, and hey, uh, Anne Marie, welcome, welcome to the show. Please join the chat. Be I want you to be part of the show, especially once we get into the conversation. If you have questions or comments to add on, or whatever this is going to be, like I said, I think a great conversation about music. T Bone, you had, um, you've had a lengthy career as a very diverse career as a musician and. You've worked for various bands. Um, You were a radio DJ for many years. Um, I'd be fascinated to go into uh, your background, sort of, but maybe we sort of start at the beginning, like how your interest and love of music began and how that led to you wanting to play music and launched all that.
0: Sure. Well, I, I didn't start as young as most people do because. I didn't even really start listening to rock music till I was about 17. Oh wow. So, because uh you know it was I was raised in a household, you know, that wasn't really accepted and uh, Ray, I guess in the uh in the fall of the of the you know my senior year of high school uh, started listening to stuff and because I was from Metro Detroit uh, Bob Seger and and people like that were, were huge to me. And then I got into metal stuff. Yeah. And, um, after a couple of years, I, uh see I was about 20 or almost 21 when I started playing guitar and uh yeah, the first six, seven years I played, we played nothing but metal. Oh, and, awesome. uh, We were, I mean, you know, there, you know, where there was docking and Sabbath and, and uh, Ozzy, and we even, you know, to your, we we even covered some Metallica, yeah, and um, you know, just all that kind of stuff, and and played around, and then, and then, uh, or in the early '90s, well, Metallica made it through that, but a lot of those bands didn't.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: When grunge hit, and the, um, so at that point, I started, you know, we started getting into. To blues or blues rock or, you know that kind of thing or whatever you know whatever was available right we play or whatever we could <laughs> whatever was available to us as far as gigging musicians yeah 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 and then uh, later on to got into uh, to uh, funk and R and B and all that nice. kind of stuff but but you know it's metal's always been my first love really
1: awesome so do you remember any of the but Metallica songs that you guys dug out, any specific ones that you
0: would pull we, out? We we played. Uh, um, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it, uh, it's on the it's on the first record. It's um, it's it, it wasn't. I'm not, I, I'm
1: not answering. I'm going to make you suffer through this, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it it wasn't hit the lights. It was uh,
1: Four Horsemen. I'll go through the track uh, list. Motorbreath. No. Jump in the fire. No. Seek and destroy.
0: Yes. (laughs) We played that one a lot, and then uh, you know, and then of course, uh, well, the first time I saw them was in 1986 when they opened for Ozzy. Oh, awesome! And and before that, I hadn't heard them, and it was right before the. um master of puppets album came out so yeah. the al- when i went to get an album because i hadn't i didn't know them right. uh ride the lightning is what i got and i really liked that album
1: yeah that's my personal favorite album
0: uh, it's on oh, mine too yeah and uh uh the uh that whole thing it was just amazing
1: yeah and
0: uh for whom the bell tolls oh my god you know especially at that age that yeah. song killed me yeah
1: yeah yeah that so many, I mean, they had such a, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Metallica nerd. Obviously I host a Metallica podcast. I can get into all the albums, but when you look at those first, I would say five records, what a creative output that was for the band in such a young age. When you look at ride the lightning and oh, yeah. master Puppets, especially the quality of stuff they were putting out at, you know, in their early twenties, yeah. um, it, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And then I, uh, um, I went to a, uh, it was a, I went to an England Malmstein show and, uh, Cliff had died the night before and they did. Oh yeah. you well, know, and that was all pre internet So we didn't, we didn't know until it was that uh, Jeff Scott Soto was, was singing then. Yeah. And he, he brought it up during the show and, you know, we just, we couldn't believe it. Wow.
1: Yeah. Th- what a, it, what a devastating blow. But it, such a legacy. I mean, it, it speaks volumes about him that he did three albums. Oh yeah, with the band, and you know he was not even there for the the big years, so to speak, with yeah, the blackout exactly. and everything. But everybody knows Cliff Burton. Everybody knows yeah. his basslines, his uh, his solos, his legacy, the the look, the everything about him is just it. It's more than it it, it has transcended, um, you know, underground metal, thrash metal, and just metal in general. I think as oh, yeah. has Metallica.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're a band that's they've changed a little bit with the times, but but, sure. but they stay true themselves, and and they plowed right through when other bands have you know had downtime. They've they've always gone right through
1: yeah it, they they just seem to kind of change at the right time yeah. uh you know the if they had done a different if they had done a thrash metal album after injustice for all we we would have had a very different yeah. uh very different history and uh I, and i think the same thing too you know load reload has its haters but if they had done another blackout. we or done an, or gone right back to the rash metal in the mid 90s yeah. would have been a completely different story and oh, I agree. but now they've been able but the, but what I really appreciate about their career now is that they've sort of in many ways come full circle and um you know hardwired to self-destruct I'm not sure if you've had a chance to check out any a lot of their most recent work but it it, it really like kind of does everything that it showcases yeah. everything that they do well yeah. as a band you know yeah. and it, it it borrows from you know the 90s a little bit with the melody and the groove and but it captures the overall attitude and essence of the band that they really laid the foundation for in those first right. four or five records yeah i agree i gotta ask how was it seeing them on the aussie tour
0: oh unbelievable I mean yeah. and I I I personally hadn't heard Master Puppets when I saw them. Right. So there was I s let's see, when did I think it was in early April of eighty six. Yeah. And uh yeah, they and and Ozzy was good and, and really I I remember J. K. Lee more than I remember Ozzy.
1: Yeah. But he
0: he just was he was always under such control when he played. But uh yeah, Metallica just knocked me out, and then I saw them again a couple of years later uh on the Monsters of Rock tour with Jason. But you know right. they played so early in the day; it was it was like you know two o'clock when they played. There, you know, and you could kind of tell that they, I mean, they were into it, but they were you know it's going on that early and with all the stuff that they did yeah. back then. That, that had to be tough
1: one. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I got to just uh, make a few quick announcements before we continue, sure. Terry. Um, one, if if you're watching, please join the chat, ask questions, leave comments. I, I want to interact with all you guys watching. Two, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're going to notice uh, a change in audio quality because... At the beginning, I forgot to press record <laughs> on my Zoom recorder. So I am a podcast professional. So, uh, you know, these things happen. And three, um, if you uh, want to grab a tasty beverage, join us for the Deep Dive Happy Hour. You might be wondering why this is called the Deep Dive Happy Hour. And, you, Deep, when you've sort of become the 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 chairman of the board for what has become known as the Deep dive podcast network with uh, so many great shows. Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered. Who, who the simple man was supposed to join us tonight, but he had uh, a last minute personal right. matter come up. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely do a rain check with him. But um, it, I, I I I'm not even sure how I'm familiar with the shows. I'm not even sure how this whole deep dive podcast network came to be. Can you explain how like all these shows kind of came together and you and you became the 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 boss man so to well, speak.
0: N- well that's <laughs> kind of funny that, that, <laughs> the that the the whole chairman title was actually a Frank Sinatra reference.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: So it's it's more that than, than right me. yeah. Uh but it was it was started by uh Savage Play podcast, Deep Purple Podcast, so it's kind of reconsidered and it was so three for a long time, and then uh, I had them on my radio show oh, nice. and we dedicated a couple hours to to the, those three bands they talked about their podcasts, and then I let them pick the songs they were like, awesome. and they picked some really great songs, they didn't pick you know paranoid and stuff like that. they picked
1: wasn't paranoid and freebird for <laughs> hours
0: <laughs> yeah no but they they picked true deep dive songs yeah and i was i had always been a uh in in my radio show had always been a freeform radio show so i played whatever and i took great pride in playing stuff that maybe you hadn't heard or at least you know it was not what you hear all the time you know like on classic rock and stuff like that so um and so i had them on and uh they did great and they kind of adopted me in and uh i mean i i've been in i I wasn't even going to do a podcast and i've 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 got one coming out now but that's uh so i was kind of lucky that i was already getting it
1: (laughs) and it keeps growing i swear I, i i was joking um couple of weeks ago or it was more than a couple of weeks ago i guess now like a month or two ago you, you guys added in uh the queen podcast and i was like can you, pod, yeah. we were trying to schedule uh the the, the goal oh, was right. to get everybody involved which was impossible because there's too many shows right. and i was like can you guys stop adding podcasts can we get through <laughs> a freaking live stream before and and i think you have just recently added another one maybe or yeah I, I think, yeah, yeah.
0: The Uriah Hit podcast, yeah, which
1: is endorsed by the band, which is by so freaking cool, yeah, yeah, that's,
0: yeah,
1: that is really cool. So I, I I'm really excited to hear your podcast. Um, uh, I know that you have the the trailer for it out now, episodes to follow. Uh, where can everybody? It, we'll we'll plug it again at the end too. But where can everybody find the uh, upcoming sh- uh, podcast from you?
0: Well, if you just go to tbpcpodcast.com, dot com, it'll forward you to the the anchor site. I haven't awesome. done the site yet, but yeah. that that's the easiest way to get there. tbpcpodcast.com. dot com.
1: Awesome, and and you already mentioned the radio show. You have all these many years of experience doing radio. Where where was your radio show? Where could people find it, it in, in here? It
0: was in Indianapolis, but they had a. Uh, a strong internet presence, so yeah. people all around the globe got to hear. I had people, you know, in I think eight or nine countries, and yeah. uh, I sold. You know, back back in the day, I sold shirts, and uh, three or four countries. You know, I, I had to ship shirts to, and they got them. That's awesome. But, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, you know, it was a uh, yeah. It you know I had a listenership here in Indianapolis, but. It was much bigger, you know, around the around the country. I had a lot yeah. of listeners on the West Coast. So yeah, was, yeah. That's,
1: that's great. Go ahead. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear from you, like the art of radio. You know, because there's so, and in radio is like your show sounds to me like a an amazing old school style radio show where you got to choose a lot of the, a lot of, if not all the music that was being all played, it, yeah. and which is amazing. And, and that's not really commonplace in radio these days. Um, so like how, what was, talk to me a little bit about how you got sort of, uh, was it just the station that you were at that encouraged that? Or was it, you know, the, the, your show specifically or.
0: Well, I, <laughs> Kind of funny story, but I had no experience in radio yeah. at all. And the guy that had a uh, a Bluegrass show, which was actually the the one of their biggest shows, had me come on and uh, talk about charities for dogs because he knew I was a big dog owner.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, we really hit it off. And he was also the host of uh, Red Redbud Radio, which was an Americana show. Right. And so he said, "Well, how about I give you a five-song segment on there?" And that's how I came up with the T-Bone's Prime Cuts.
1: Awesome, yeah. And
0: every week I did a segment on there, and then we spun it off to its own show. And uh, I once I got my own show, I wanted it to be like old school freeform FM, you know, where you could hear Black Sabbath, followed by George Jones, followed right, by The yeah. Family Stone. When, you know, when you could hear all that on the yeah. same station. Right. And that's that's how it became. So I always, you know, a, unless I was doing a tribute show or something like that when somebody had passed, I would always try to get, you know, maybe five different styles of music in the same show, sometimes even more.
1: Right. That's great. I mean, radio most radio these days is just so uh watered down you pretty yeah. much every station is the same every station is owned by you know one of two companies and you you don't get that kind of freedom usually if you're a radio DJ. Right. And it it, it takes some of the art out of it, you know? And oh, absolutely. It, you're not able to really div de- I feel like you're not really able to develop your uh personality as a on air person. You're not able to really uh you know have that freedom, and 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 what's funny is that the the old school radio shows I feel like were able to do that more because when you looked at top forty, even if they were top forty radio station, top forty was all over the place, all over the band. Like you, yeah. like you, even as late as you know the nineteen nineties, you would have you know Michael Jackson, but you would also have Nirvana, and you would have you know hip hop and yeah. a, a, a great variety of artists. And now I feel like it's pretty much that I know that there are exceptions, you know, but pretty much it's kind of just um, very hip hop oriented or yeah. uh, country oriented and and modern day versions of those genres of music are so uh, can blend in yeah. with the production and the tones that are used. And like, I, I know I, I started um, the car the other week and my wife had left on a, a country radio station and I'm not knocking country. I, I, sure. I like I like some country, especially old school country. Johnny Cash, one of my all-time favorite. Oh yeah, me okay. But I start the car, the country station comes on, and I hear the most god. awful I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell you what the song was, who the artist was, but it's the most god awful song I've ever heard. It's littered in auto tune. There was kind of oh, like yeah. a. Uh, it was like an almost like semi rap but it's like covered in like Southern twang. <clears throat> and I'm just like, what is this atrocity that I am listening to? And it's like a weird, it's like country meets pop meets hip hop. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is like top 40 music now. Yeah. Am I in, and I'm all for genres of music mixing together. And I don't think anybody needs to stay in a box, but I mean, it's just so produced. And and. I, I, I know I'm sounding like an old man now,
0: but it's just it's no, drives yeah, me nuts. <laughs> I I I grew up on country and I basically you know, with there are exceptions, there are good people, um really good ones out there now. Sure, but, yeah. But um I basically have a rule that I I don't really care for anything after about eighty eight, <laughs> and, and, and even in the eighties it was it was getting twisted a lot. Yeah. But you know, but, uh, you know I, yeah, I I mainly like stuff from the sixties and seventies. But you know, but there you know, there's a lot of stuff out there I like now too. But well, not oh. a lot of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but some stuff, you know.
1: Just to go to the chat, uh, Blake Brogdon saying, country music now is pop music with cowboy boots and self and lyrics. Yeah. Richard, as he, hey, Richard, my frequent guest of uh, Metallica, uh, uh, what's what's the name of my show? Metallica? That black is already going to my mouth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably something by Sam Hunt. Ha ha. I don't know who Sam Hunt is, but... Uh, I know Richard knows who that is, so I will take your word for it. Richard is a music journalist. He's done a bunch of stuff for enemy and and uh everything and he uh he's well versed in metal, pop music, everything. Oh. So he's like my go to person to to educate me on such matters. Mike says, was it the new Chase Hastings pop country hit? I just made that name up, but it sounds good, and I bet that, I'm close. <laughs> that
0: always totally sounds like somebody that would be playing. Yeah.
1: If Thank you to everybody uh, for tuning in, by the way. Uh, I'm here with my guest, uh, t Bow Mathley, and we're talking a little bit about his background in radio and music, and uh, we got uh, a lot of good conversation Coming up, so please leave comments and stuff in the chat, questions, or what have you. Just interact with us if you're drinking. Cheers to you. Um, I'm trying not to drink too much so I don't get too tongue tied. My camera's weird, Timo. It's like it's yeah, I know it's an opposite, like it's like the mirror image. So, and I'm a little bit cut off, so I feel like I'm cheering, and you know, it's just uh, it just doesn't really work out for me. Um, so your radio show is free form in a lot of ways. You get to choose the playlist and all that stuff, which is awesome. So, what can we expect from the upcoming podcast? Is it going to be music-based, interview-based,
0: combination, it, or what? No, it, well, it's going to be uh, interviews, and they're going. You know what I'm going to do is there's going to be I'm going to interview artists. I'm going to interview the, the authors that write about them uh what makes them great um you know i'm gonna have an author on you know that you had on this in want to go, mark Eggleston.
1: oh yeah mark's great mark's fantastic yeah.
0: and uh i i really enjoyed your interview but I, we're gonna you know since you covered the metallica thing more we're gonna talk more well i hope more more about the judas priest thing you know because yeah. i love that book
1: yeah the kk downing book yeah yeah yeah
0: and I've got the Metallica book, too. I've got to read it, but I've got it.
1: Yeah, the Metallica book is really good. It goes into a lot of... Um, introduces a lot of characters from the early years of the band that knew them personally, who I've yeah. been lucky enough to have on the podcast oh, recently. Yeah. Um, John Krenarins and Eric Braverman.
0: and uh, That's the most current one. Yeah, and
1: it, yeah. Is, it is the craziest <laughs> interview i think i've ever done it's extremely entertaining it's extremely informative it is crazy it is insane it is two hours of him telling like firsthand stories about the band that some of which i'm like i'm pretty sure i'm not supposed to know this does he know he's and does he know he's being recorded Right, And then there's other times where he's just like starts talking about the killer turtle that he has in his living room. And I'm just like, (laughs) it was very entertaining. If you've not heard the Eric Braverman interview, please check it out. It is Especially if you're a Metallica fan, it's a two-hour deep dive into Metallica and pure chaos. Um, But I've been lucky enough to kind of have them on and fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. and everything. So, I'm interested to hear, because you said that You know, your your primary interests in music are sixties, seventies. Let's get into some of the stuff that really makes us tick. Like what are some of your all time favorite bands and albums and
0: Well probably if not my top favorite, one of my top favorite would be Black Sabbath. And I'm a little different than most people in that I I prefer them with with Dio over Ozzy. But I like it all. Yeah. I like it all you know, I never got to see him with Ozzy. I saw him with Dio a couple times. I saw him with Glenn Hughes once. Um I had tickets to go with see him when they when Tony Mart was in the band but they got canceled. Yeah. But I um I also I mean that that was just country I was talking about sixty, seventy. I'm I'm big into Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Big I'm big right. into eighties seventies, eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I was lucky enough, I should point out too, that I was on public radio. So right. if I had been on a, r- a regular radio station, you know, or like a clear cast or something, then I yeah. wouldn't have been able to play what I want. But I was lucky enough to be on public radio. And they said just, you know, as long as there wasn't a lot of swearing, just go ahead and play what you want.
1: <laughs> so you weren't playing too much, so what, the – Metallica cover, right? <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I had I well I I spent a year in a internet radio and I, you could play wherever you want on there. But when I was on you know the ten or eleven years I was on the radio station in, in Indianapolis, they yeah. had to actually censor stuff out. Yeah, and that was kind of a pain. But you know sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would put you know funny. Stuff Funny sound in
1: there, some horn hopping or something. <laughs> uh, just to catch up with the chat here, Ralph Saveto saying, Uh, and Ralph, buddy, love you. Oh, yeah, a, I love it, Ralph. Yeah, he's a huge supporter of all the podcasts. Uh, says, I was forced to listen to country while well. I got an MRI. It's all girl jumping away <laughs> pickup, so I can knock you up. Basically, rayhawk one, two, three, hey, it's Sam, first timer, having a drink, cheers, looking good, Terry. Uh, Anne saying, Humble Pie. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: That's that's how we became friends. We connected over our love of Humble Pie and Peter Frampton stuff. Oh,
1: now. awesome, awesome. Rayhawk adds on, sitting here with Sam, having a drink and watching the show. Both of you are doing a great job. Thank, Thank you. you. I think everybody should be complimenting us, T-Bone. <laughs> everybody should leave us a nice compliment. Boost my ego. Hey, come on. <laughs> you, feel free to comment on not only my superb uh, podcast skills and interview skills so much so that I forgot to hit record at the t- at the start. But not only should everybody compliment me on that, but maybe my smile, how good I'm looking tonight, this awesome Metallicast T-shirt. Oh, yeah, I, I pulled I pulled out the finest attire just for you, T Bone.
0: Well, you know, you're getting big enough where you should have a you know somebody to edit the show. You shouldn't have to do all this yourself
1: hello do i have any uh applications in the comments uh i will uh start the job interviews as soon as we're done recording um and i'm there, done with this no, whiskey. there's
0: no pay involved but there's, not, <laughs> there's a lot of the experience you know
1: yeah it's all about experience and uh having um me as your boss and uh, who doesn't want me as a, your boss <laughs> That's right. yeah um cheers from alcoholica poland hey cheers buddy all the way from poland thanks for tuning in buddy um that's the beauty of the internet and like your like your radio show right we can reach people from all around the world yeah um it's always so interesting when i see like uh anchor breaks down oh yeah like the countries and stuff i'm like oh yeah you're listening to me there then you see like where your podcast charts um, yeah. like on apple and stuff i'm like i've never even heard of that country or it's like I oh you're listening it. to me here like um, my my crowning achievement was I, I was the number one music podcast on Apple Podcasts in Costa Rica for like a day, and I was like, "All right, Costa Rica, I'll come give you some of my money when it's safe to travel." Right. Um. So, your favorite Black Sabbath album? You, you said you preferred the Dio years, so this should well, be interesting.
0: I, yeah, it's uh, well, and there again, I'm different. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like Heaven and Hell, but I like my rules better. Oh, interesting! And I like I like them both, but yeah, mob rules and you know I, I I love I love the drumming on the first record. You know uh, that was uh, I forgot his name now. You know the 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 Black Sabbath drummer
1: uh, during the deal years.
0: No, it was the Bill, written, Ward? Bill, Bill Ward. Bill Ward. Yeah, he was on that first record, and then and then he left. You know he toured something and he left and uh then he took over and uh right yeah that there's just something about and i and i love ward strumming and and that's swing he's got yeah. but uh it, you know mixed in with the deal sound and everything it's just there's just something about that mixture totally. i got to see them on that dehumanizer tour and they were just amazing
1: yeah they did a um uh, brilliant thing which was they changed. Their sounds while still sounding yes. like Black Sabbath, you know, like the right. they knew that what worked with Ozzy was not going to work with Dio, and Dio had and listen, this is not a knock against Ozzy Osbourne; he's a legend. I love him. Oh yeah, but Dio could simply do more with his voice. He has a more powerful yeah. voice. He's a technically a better singer. Is it, so it was a very smart move, and I and I and I have to view them as two. Separate bands in my head. Yeah, um, you know, even though the albums say Black Sabbath, and, and I guess later on they became, you know, Heaven and Hell. But yeah. I, I got a view. but I almost have to view them that way, like as two separate bands, like Sabbath and Heaven and Hell, because it's hard for me to when I when I hear the name Black Sabbath, oh, I, yeah, I, I I go to the Aussie years. You know, and yeah. for for me, my favorite Sabbath record was is uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think they did. With each album, they progressed a little bit more. And then Sabbath, Blaze, Sabbath it just all came together with experimentation, branching out their sounds, but still sounding heavy and dark in Sabbath. And they just made it all work beautifully on that record.
0: Yeah. And what, one of the first ones I got of theirs was a Sabotage album. And yeah. That's, that's amazing, too.
1: Yeah, I feel like... I feel like Sabotage is an album that I feel like gets more love now than it it did back then and did even like 10 years ago. I feel like that for me, that was an album that I always really enjoyed that I feel like kind of got lost in the shuffle. It's kind of like the out because everybody always talks about like the first five Sabbath records. I feel like then you have Sabotage kind of thrown in there and then the two last records are a mixed bag. Uh, even though I yeah. really like technical ecstasy, yeah, I, I really like that record. I think that's a very underrated record, but it's very again, it's not really it. It, it goes yeah. in some different directions or whatever, and yeah, they were obviously know, the trying guy, to, uh, yeah, they're trying to ecstasy, especially
0: they, yeah, to, like to especially, uh, they, yeah. a lot of experimentation going on there,
1: yeah, and I think a lot of it works actually, but it definitely, yeah, they're definitely you know starting to change with the times a little bit, and then yeah. I feel like you know never say die is not a Bad record. It's just, no. it just doesn't work as well. No. <laughs> but for me, Sabbath play Sabbath always worked, and I think Sabotage kind of got lost in the shuffle because it was like after those first like prime essential records for a lot of people, it stuck in the middle of the last two, and it was just sort of there for a number of years. But I, but I hear it getting so much love these days, yeah. which is awesome because it's a phenomenal record.
0: Yeah, I say on a lot of favorites list in the last couple of years the um yeah but you're asking about the podcast and and the uh i just throw this out there that yeah the podcast <clears throat> much like the radio show will be free for so i'll oh, awesome i'll interview people from all different kinds of music you know it won't be just one i mean there might be a couple or three metal type interviews in a row but overall i'm gonna i'm gonna try to cover everything
1: yeah that would be fantastic, and i i I love good interviews. You know, it doesn't if if you have a good interview yeah. with somebody. I don't even. Obviously, it helps if I'm into the person and what they're doing. But yeah. that I don't necessarily need to be. Like I I've I've heard great interviews on podcasts, and uh, that yeah. I, I get wrapped into just because I'm like oh. Like I never, it allows you to explore something different right. or allows you to just get insight into, and I've walked away so many times from good interviews where I'm like, not my thing, but I appreciate it so much more hearing them give that insight, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't count how many times I've been surprised by, you know, somebody's interviewed that I, I didn't think that I would be interested at all. I said, well... I'll I'll give it a start. I'll I'll listen a little bit and then I find myself listening to the whole thing. So,
1: yeah, uh, Ralph Siveto saying Sarah did a study. abroad. Sarah's his wife, who's also oh awesome. Uh, brought in Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Ticos love Metallica. Apparently, yeah. I I, uh, I did go to Costa Rica before. Uh, like a number of years ago and it was uh, it, it is a beautiful country and now that I'm a megastar there I gotta go back and cash in
0: oh of course yeah you gotta, um, you gotta do your show from there or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um
1: Anne-Marie has a question T-Bonus there are current guitarists with metal influences that you really like Anne-Marie putting you on the spot that wasn't me that wasn't my question but she's putting you on the spot she's asking the hard hitting questions here she's gonna host this soon
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> she'll be asking questions
1: um, do you want to circle back have a thought yeah let circle me think about right that for a second you know. alright we'll circle back I'm interested while you're thinking about that hearing about so, she's laughing at you <laughs> I'm here I'm interested so you mentioned some of your favorite country artists from the 60s 70s who are some of your favorites
0: well uh, Merle Haggard yeah. uh, Johnny Cash of course oh uh, uh, yeah and I didn't like everything he did, but I was I was moved by the Glenn Campbell stuff because yeah. I, I did a tribute to him when he, when he passed, and I was reading his bio on the air live, and you know, and I I didn't realize that that he was born the same year as my dad who died um, 29 yeah. years ago, and my dad introduced me to his music and and then it was just like a perfect storm and just got me right and i i I just lost on the air i don't normally do that yeah
1: yeah but
0: uh ricky i mean in the 80s like uh ricky skaggs i mean yeah i respect the bluegrass stuff he does and and i appreciate some of it but uh, i shouldn't say it i appreciate it all Uh, i like some of it but when he was in the country stuff i was that's you know like when I was in high school when he had the Highway and mm. record and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, I I love love Johnny Cash. One of my all time favorites. Yeah. I I mean you you really cannot go wrong when you go back to the like the original Outlaws in general, um, Waylon and Willie and yeah. all those guys. But the something about Johnny's just he, to me he's just on another level. The I think it comes down to the voice
0: and you know what and something about him is that he lived those songs too yeah, yeah you know totally. he, he he lived it he lived that lifestyle and and he didn't just sing it he lived it and it is yeah you just hear him and you just believe it totally was,
1: Totally. I was having a conversation with somebody on a podcast episode. I forget who. might have been Richard S. He, actually, who was in the comments before. But, either way, I was saying, I I came to this realization when I was talking to him, like, I like a lot of, um, you know, obviously metal is my first love. I love rock music. Um, But, I, I have a a handful of other artists that are I consider all-time favorites that are completely outside that oh, genre yeah. of music and I was like what connects all these dots I'm like because they're like these almost mythical creatures and like James Hetfield to me is like a mythical creature yeah. you know he's on stage mic guitar he's super powerful super aggressive but he has off stage, he's kind of comes across as the opposite and he's even in the older he gets the more private he gets in a lot of ways and he's kind of doing his own so he just seems kind of like an unreachable mythical person and i'm thinking of other artists that i really like i'm like nick cave tom waits um and johnny cash they're all kind of the same they're like they're these mythical unreachable characters yeah and, and performers you know and Johnny Cash and uh especially with uh Nick Cave and Tom Waits just have these characters in their songs that you're like I I feel like you know that person I feel like I know that person I feel like it but they're not um you're like but where where do these people come from you know they're like the no. underbelly almost and they just really make them come alive and but I think that's why Johnny Cash always stood out to me is besides the voice he was just like this mythical creature on stage of uh and he just, you know, would do the simplest, smallest things, and have everybody in the
0: palm of his hand. Right. You know, and and speaking of Tom Waits, that that guy would would sing a song, and then you would you either knew somebody like that, or that guy say, I'm pretty sure that guy says right around the corner <laughs> from me. You know, it, it, you are know, always, no matter how weird it was, yeah. it it seemed like you knew somebody like that. Yeah, you know? totally. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Or worst case scenario, you're like, wait, I think he's singing about me. <laughs> uh, Richard's oh, Richard's back in the chat. He's asking, any modern country acts either of you like? I'm a big Sturgill Simpson fan. I mean, I'll be the first to admit um, I'm not too up on to too many modern country acts. I'm sure if I really dug in, I would find somebody that um, I'm into. I guess the most modern country act I'm into, and he's been around for a while, is uh, Hank 3 because oh, he yeah. has that really uh, aggressive outlaw attitude, and he he definitely bridges like the metal punk hardcore world with some yeah. of his albums. But he also just does like. Straight up old school country. Oh, yeah. he, I mean, he he, he, sound he sounds like, like his, his grandfather. grandfather. Oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt, he sounds like his grandfather. Just with a few more f bombs here and there, <laughs> and uh, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I think even drinking and drugging than he did back in the day. Uh, what about you, T Bone?
0: Well, I, I like Sturgill a lot. I like uh, there's a guy that you may not know. Yeah, and I'm going to have him on my show later, and he's been on uh, Skinner Reconsidered too. Nice, Zephaniah O'Hora. And he's got two records out. And, I mean, he's a modern artist, but he really he really walks that line between, the, like, you know, a Merle Haggard influence. And and it's just really old. It sounds to me like old school country, and it's so good.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to and, check that out. And he
0: just put a record out maybe a month and a half ago. It's really good.
1: Yeah. Ralph says, does... I like Mama said. Does that count the country or song offload? Yeah, I, so, I'll count it. I'll count it. Yeah, um saying, we'll Yeah. yeah. Emery saying Chris Stapleton is awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I really like him, too.
1: Um, Ray Hawk's asking, what are your thoughts on Tom Morello from Rage Against
0: Machine? You know, that's a the guy. They became big, you know, and I was playing a lot of the time and I was like, I don't get it I don't I don't I don't and then later on I I listened again with fresh ears yeah. and that the the rage stuff is just blows me away yeah. and I mean, he's a guy that is if he wanted to be he could be you know one of the best guitarists out there but he, he's always playing something kind of you know something kind of weird or something that fits a song. I mean, he's more concerned. That's the guy that's more concerned with the song than he is with being the guitar hero. Sure. And, uh, and he could, and he could be, because I've heard him play some, you know, some stuff and, and it's amazing. And like, he even, you know, toured with Springsteen for a while.
1: Yeah. And he
0: can, yeah, he's, he's something else.
1: His, uh, he, he's, I mean, I, I cannot think of another guitarist that plays the way he plays with you know especially if we, when you look at Rage Against Machine, the Machine like the fact that there were no turntables yeah in that band and right. he was able to all himself, do yeah. all those effects on through the guitar I think is just astonishing I think that's amazing and and to your point talk about a guy who just would like all about groove and just you know laying down what was best for the song. He was he, you never see him feel like he's trying to show off. Right. But when you h- hear him play different things and uh including things sort of outside his box so to speak, you're yeah. like, "Oh, wow, he he I mean he could shred, he can he can uh you know, he's very well versed with folk stuff and yeah, yeah. uh and he, he's just a very very intelligent guy, Harvard graduate." Yeah. Uh, I mean is very just very talented guy. I think I, I have a the utmost respect for Tamara. I think he's probably one of the finest uh guitarists to come out in the last um you know 20, 30 years. Yeah
0: exactly that's what I was gonna say. And I, I saw him on the uh, uh some kind of Randy Rhodes tribute thing. And yeah that guy can really play. Really play.
1: Yeah. Uh Dodgeman325 is putting in the chat Power Up T Bone, obviously a reference to the new oh, yeah. ACDC record. So, yeah. I and I, when I read that comment, I was thinking of a, a question. I feel like there's so we've been so lucky the last year, two years, three years of sort of these veteran bands and artists having like these later career renaissance, right? Oh, yeah. and coming out with these albums where you're just like everything is working everything's just clicking these the the songs are good the band's playing great they sound great and it it, i i'm interested to hear some of your recent favorites from some veteran well artists
0: that one right there i i like probably better than any of them yeah uh, that that is it's very rare i mean like we put our uh our favorite uh brian johnson era Albums, you know, would listen to them, and the fact that that gets right up there with with Back in Black, and that was forty years ago. Yeah, and it's that good. I mean that that says a lot about the band. Yeah. Um, the uh, um, well, the recent uh, the recent Deep Purple album was really good. Uh, the recent Kansas album was good. I got them both. I got them the same day, uh, two or three months ago. And uh those were both really good. I mean, all the way through and then there's there's an album out now, um well it's only on streaming right now or uh downloadable not, they don't have physical product, but it's uh, Robin trower who who was my first radio interview awesome. and uh, uh one of my heroes. It's him and uh Maxic Priest on vocals and then uh um Livingston Brown on bass, and it's it's not at all what you'd expect, but it's so uh, good. I I listened to it I think three times all the way through. The first night I heard it, yeah, and, and I wow. never did. I usually yeah. usually you know, uh, and you might skip over songs too, but all the way through three times, it was so good.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: And it just came out like in the last month or two
1: right um i'll also check that out and the new deep purple and kansas albums you said were yeah. really good i i've not I, I had no clue they even had new albums out so
0: yeah yeah they it, just put them out like two or three months yeah. ago
1: that's funny because some of those um established acts kind of get you know unless if you're an acdc they can easily get lost in the shuffle of uh yeah 2020 you know especially when you don't go to Record stores anymore. A lot of right. us, and you know, and they're just sort of thrown out there. Um it, The new Bruce Springsteen album is also really good. Oh, really good, really good. I've I, and I and I've enjoyed his uh last few records. I know some people have sort of approached him with a mixed bag, and I'm and I'm far from like the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan, but I, I really enjoy him at the same time. Yeah. But the new record is phenomenal. I keep going back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one too. Yeah, I just thought that that's uh that's one where i had i'll be honest with you i i cut i was a big spring scene fan for maybe six months in 1984 (laughs) (laughs) and born in usa was out there and then for some reason i just i I brought all the records up to tunnel love yeah and uh i just i just kind of lost it with them and then i it's fine that you mentioned it because it's this new record that I've listened to. And I mean, I heard him all along, you know, because sure. of what I do, but this new record is so good. Yeah. And it, it's, it's brought me back in the fold again to so to speak.
1: Yeah. I think it's sort of, um, you know, it, it's, it's great because he's not reinventing the wheel. He's not yeah. doing anything different. He just captures, sort of different moments throughout his career. Yeah. And is able to take those sounds and put them into good songs. It's as yeah. simple as that, you know. Um and it but it, it is a really good album. I highly recommend it to anybody who has a even a passing interest in Bruce Springsteen. Uh it's probably his best one in years.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, the thing. If, yeah. if if you just have a passing interest like basically what I did, yeah and you listen that then you'll go back and listen to all the stuff again
1: yeah from the metal side too uh armored saints new album oh
0: yeah phenomenal and you that was a great podcast you did with john bush
1: oh thank you oh
0: my god that that got me back to listening to them again i yeah i i have listened I hadn't, well, to be honest, I hadn't listened to them since probably 87, 88. Yeah. You know, and, and back in that time, I was, and, and Raising Fear was big to me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Very big. And, you know, and, and that, that record, I played it all the time. And, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I got into something else at the time, or we were out, something happened, and, and I kind of lost track of them, but then I saw the, uh, uh trailer for that that documentary is gonna come out on them. And yeah. then I listen to your podcast and I was like I'm so overwhelmed by yeah, how much yeah. I like that band.
1: Yeah, I, the it's funny because um I always wanted to speak to John Bush because oh, yeah. i he's I think I, I like Joey Belladonna, but he's my favorite anthrax singer. Yeah. Um I love that era of uh John Bush album Sound of White Noise, I think is oh, yeah. the best anthrax Great. album. I've always I've always really appreciated what Armour Saint did. I was never honestly like even a big Armored Saint fan. I always right. was, I liked it. I appreciated it. I knew some of it was unfamiliar with some of it um but really loved the anthrax stuff. And then I saw Armor Saint was coming out the new album. I listened to the first song I was like holy crap, this is really good.
0: Really good. And then
1: they came out with the second song, and I'm like, holy crap, this is really good, too. Yeah. And so then I interviewed him. The interview was final. First of all, I call him, and he, I just hear, like, this music blasting. And then it cuts off. He's like, oh, hey, sorry, I was rehearsing. Uh, I was like, and part of <laughs> me wanted to be like, you can just keep on keeping on, you know? Right. I'll just... <laughs> yeah, let's we'll just record. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I had the opportunity to hear the album like probably a couple weeks before it actually came out. So I could, and I just took it all in. And, and from start to finish, it's just a Saw record. Like, I, I'm like, all right, there's two good songs. I know that. It's got to drop off somewhere, but now it's just boom, 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 yeah. boom, one song after another. That's a really good one. Um, and I had another one of mine too, but it's escaping me now. Another album from a veteran band. But there's been a lot, I think, in the last few years, which is great to see. Um, especially since you know, touring's not a thing and concerts right. are not a yeah. thing right now. Uh it'd be really uh it'd be a real bummer if a band that you like came out with a shitty album and you can't even see them live yeah. <laughs> to hear the old stuff, you know? <laughs> right.
0: But, but there's, uh, yeah there's been there's been a lot of bands, like you say, they're old you know, older established bands. And they'll put out a record and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know a couple of songs kind of remind me of what they did and stuff but but you know these three or four that we've mentioned or five or whatever they they really i mean in that like an armored saint that i mean it, it's up to date and sounds modern, but they're they're rocking as hard as they did in the eighties I mean it's yeah. really really something yeah. About. And oh, yeah. then that A C D C record, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, um I the first A C D C record I bought was Flick of the Switch. So that one's always been, you know, important to me. And so I, I got I still I still like Back in Black the best of the Brian Johnson records. But Flick of the Switch and, and and right now Power Up, which will probably pass it are, wow. are tied right behind yeah. that. Yeah. Wow.
1: And what a phenomenal comeback story, too. Because this band was over, basically. You know, Brian Johnson was never going to be able to sing again. And uh, we had the passing of Malcolm. And then all the legal stuff with Rudd and all that weird stuff that was going on with him. And you're just like, this, this band, after all these decades, just like that, is gone. And it's funny because I saw... Guns N' Roses reunited. Uh, I saw them at uh, Coachella. Coachella's, by the way, horrible. It's like all the. There's so many good artists there. The lineup is amazing. Like no matter what you like, you'll find something that you like there. The people there are horrible people. (laughs) But I went because my. Uh, my wife, her job at the time, um, she had to go for work. And I was like, oh, you, you need to go to Coachella for work? I think you need to get an extra ticket because Guns and Roses are <laughs> uniting. So I flew out there, met her, saw the show. Phenomenal. But that was the day. I bring that up because that was the day. Um, well, one, just to go back to GNR for a moment. Everybody's like, is Axel Rose even here? Is anybody even going to no. show up? And then they're. Not only there, they're on stage on time. On time. You know? yeah. And then I'm just like, all right, the shit's going to hit the fan. They're going to do like two songs. Something's yeah. going to. And they just played. Been, mad and felt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they played for like two and a half hours. It was yeah. phenomenal. And because of the time difference and where my flight was, I was up for like 24 hours and I was just like delirious at the end. I'm like, I want you to stop playing so I can go to bed, but this is too good. Please don't ever stop. You know, it, it's all those mixed uh mixed feelings. But I bring it up because that was the day or like the day after or whatever that it was announced that Axel Rose was going on tour with A C D C. Right, right. So then Angus Young came out at Coachella, which was awesome, and well, they yeah, did a oh, couple of A C D C songs. You know, so that was really cool to see. They but then Rosie, like, I think
0: was I remember yeah, that yeah. video. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was phenomenal, and I'm like, this—that's gonna be such a fun show to see, yeah. like Axel with ACDC, but, but, it's not ACDC. Yeah, you know, it—it—it's it, like if Angus Young was in Guns and Roses. Yeah, that's, that's that's freaking awesome. He's a great guitarist. He's a legend. But it's not Guns and Roses.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, it, it, you know, but so I'm glad that they were able to carry on and have like their fun moment. But I'm glad that ACDC is back. Is my point um any new albums just in general that you would recommend from new artists or uh i see ralph is writing new killer be killed is good too just came out today An improvement over their first album uh for those of you do not know that's like a super group of max cavalier from sepultura it's uh greg pucciato from dillinger escape plan um, i forget his name from Mastodon. don theres there's a handful of really good metal oh, guys okay. in there wow. um and uh I, I liked their first album but i've heard a couple songs of the new album that really step up sort of above what you'd expect from like a quote super group you know group, yeah. um but i'm interested if are there any new artists or new albums that have uh struck your
0: struck your fancy lately you know i, I really think that just the ones I've mentioned, uh, yeah. all that I can think of, you know, from this past year or so.
1: Yeah. So, T-Bone, we are nearing. Um, oh, Troy Sanders, thank you. Bass and vocals, yeah, for Macedon. Okay. Um, I gotta admit, I'm a very, very uh, fairweather Macedon fan. I, I you know I, I don't know if you are familiar, how familiar you are with Macedon, but I've heard, I've heard them on album, right? And I'm like, oh, they're a great band. I saw them live and I was like they'd seem miserable to be there. Yeah. You know, I Yeah. That's what like I've a, heard.
0: Yeah. It's
1: always such like a disappointment, like why why are you sad to play for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh going two three saying this has been a great show. Thank you, sir. Thank you everybody who has tuned in um and joined the chat are there any final questions before we start wrapping up here um either for me or t-bone especially for t-bone who wants to ask me a question i'm just i'm just a guy t-bone is t-bone mathly but you're
0: a celebrity in costa rica
1: (laughs) you said it not me i don't like to brag but yes you're right i am i am (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you have any final questions, please get them in um, or comments or whatever. People, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, does Terry know his? Oh, that's a great question. You, we mentioned the podcast before. Um, there's a trailer out I'll, I'll, for those of you listening after this live stream in podcast land because this audio will be out as a, a podcast as always. Um, there will be a link in the episode description. To at least the anchor, so people can check out the trailer uh gives you a little bit of info on what to expect in the podcast and uh the theme song and what have you, but Anne-Marie is asking a very important question: Does Terry know his debut date for his new podcast, and another follow-up question Ralph is asking when does tease oh same thing i I misread it yeah, they both want to know when does the new podcast officially start? Do you have an actual date yet?
0: Well, I had hoped to start this month, and this a I'm hoping this will be the kick I need to get me going. I've got I've got uh, five interviews lined up. I just haven't done them yet. So once I, you know, get two or three of them in the in the can, so to speak, I'll I'll be ready to go. Hopefully, well, hopefully in a couple of weeks or so.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome! It's a perfect time to launch a podcast. I say that because my three year anniversary is coming up. I my podcast launched like right after. Christmas, uh, well, three years ago, so, which is bonkers. I didn't think I would be doing this for two months. (laughs) Uh, Russell Vettel saying, uh, buzz typing is hard. Ralph, try buzz podcasting. Okay, bud. All right. Um, Dodgeman325 saying, looking forward to a T-bone. We all are, with all of your experience and knowledge and passion, I I know it's going to be a great show, and you have great guests lined up. It sounds like Mark England, of course, you said was on mine, and he's a great guy, super knowledgeable. When he was on my show, we pretty much talked to Metallica. He's right. he's much more than Metallica. He's written biographies for many different people, so it'll be fascinating to hear kind of the other side and of what, what he was, has to say. And, and what's
0: cool about him though is that he's a true fan too, not just totally, a whole yeah,
1: true oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, when he was on my show, I would say maybe a quarter of the interview I was talking to him as the author of uh, James Hatfield's book, right? But you know, the overall majority of it, we're just talking as fans. Oh
0: yeah, and yeah, he was talking about shows he have been to. And oh yeah, out. it was. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. He's and he's a super nice guy, and uh, so the, I I already know that episode will be fantastic um i cannot wait to hear what you have in store thank you so much Stephen. this was awesome thank you and if you guys are interested in uh if you if you're new to metallica and you're like hey that's a good looking guy he's got a the voice of an angel and uh you know i'm not the biggest metallica fan but i'm a big brandon fan i'm brandon by the way uh if you're new to the podcast please Check it out on uh, fansnotexperts.com. Check it out on Anchor. Follow me on social media at MetallicaSpot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd be so kind, subscribe to the podcast. Give me a download. Even better, give me a five-star positive review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I've received some one-star ones, and I like those. They make me laugh. Um, because I, I feel like it takes a special person to go out of their way to leave a negative podcast review. And, and my favorite one star review, I've said this before on the air, Terry, but my favorite one star review was, um, the, the subject was the epitome of a fanboy, oh. And then the, and then the body was makes me hate being a fan of Metallica. Wow. Thank you to that person. Um, I, my question is this: If you're listening to a Metallica fan podcast, yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> did you expect like me to be like the biggest Anthrax fan who's gonna like all right, all right, or the, like like I'm I, I like Megadeth, but you're expecting me to be like a big Megadeth fan is gonna shit on Metallica? Like I don't get and I, I don't know. But Terry, I know you're not gonna get any one star reviews when your podcast launches. It's gonna be all five star reviews. Um, I'm gonna leave. 25 star reviews just myself and i know Anne marie is going to join me and ralph and dodge man and everybody else in the chat thank you for joining us so much uh but please if you're new to Metalcast love if you checked it out subscribe downloaded i got a lot of great guests that have been recently on and uh have been on for the last three years um which is i'm, I'm just saying repeating that to remind myself that i've been doing this now for too long and i'm still only
0: mediocre at it um <laughs> you've really been on fire lately the the show I the that. shows you've had out the last month or two are unbelievable.
1: I appreciate that, Terry, especially coming from you. Um thank you again. And uh please check out the the, the actual name of the podcast, T Bone
0: uh, T Bone Prime Cuts on the Other Side. T Bones Prime Cuts on the Other Side. Because my That's radio awesome. show used to be T Bones Prime right. Cuts. So I want to differentiate it from that, but you sure. know but on the other side will be, you know it's going to be more about the, the other person. I'll ask some questions, but it's going to be more about them and that, you know, bring them in that way.
1: Awesome. Perfect. I love it. And Terry, thank you again. And hopefully, once the podcast is up and running, you got some episodes under your belt, oh, yeah. you'll, you'll come back on Metallicast and we'll do this again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
1: All right. Guys, I always sign off with my James Hatfield impression. T-Bone, can I, can I, can I tempt right. you to doing one?
0: I don't know. what Let me hear yours. Build up your ass. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in.
0: <laughs> Fans not experts.